ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد سترينا وراند تشابتر باب قول الله هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور This chapter is carrying on telling us about some of the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So these three particular names Al-Khaliq the creator Al-Bari' mentions it as the inventor of all things and al-musawwir the bestower of forms but we'll come to all of those in some more detail as we come along now these three then al-khaliq al-bari' al-musawwir all of them are names from amongst the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. هذه ثلاثة أو ثلاثة أسماء في ضمن أسماء متعددة ذكرها الله في آخر سورة الحشد. These are three from amongst multiple names that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned at the end of Surah al-Hashr. And if you were to have a look at that, right at the end you would see in ayah 23 and ayah 24, various names Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions of himself. These three though, firstly, al-khaliq, and it is also mentioned as al-khalaq. Inna rabbaka huwa al-khalaq al-alim. And Al-Khaliq is Al-Mujidu Lishay' Ala Wajhin Muqaddar Muhkam. Al-Khaliq is the one who creates something, brings about something into existence. And it is creating something upon precision, upon a determined manner. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who creates upon precision, upon a determined manner. Then the second one is Al-Bari' and that is Al-Munshi' وَهُوَ قَرِيبٌ بِمَعْنَ الْخَالِقِ Al-Bari' is the one who is the inventor of all things. So Al-Bari' is very similar or close to Al-Khaliq, the creator, 
and the inventor of all things. However, there is always going to be a slight difference. It's never going to be the case that both are identical. They are close, they are similar, the creator, the inventor, but there is a slight difference between them. وَهَذَا هُوَ الْأَصْلُ فِي الْكَلَامِ أَنْ يُحْمَلْ عَلَى التَّأْسِيسِ لَا عَلَى التَّوْكِيدِ That line there is a principle. The scholars they mention when you come across things that appear to just be synonyms. They appear to just be two different words or phrases meaning the same thing. Often, and the principle is, the default is that you assume and you understand that they are not identical. There will be some difference between them. And that's why the origin is that you take the speech upon التأسيس لا على التوكيد You assume that the speech and the words and the phrases are giving you some additional meaning, some additional establishment of the meaning rather than just emphasis. So here the point being Al-Khaliq and Al-Bari' The creator, the inventor Very similar But there is a difference between them The third one Al-Musawwir Al-Musawwir The one who gives the form to everything, the bestower of forms. فواضح الفرق بينه وبين الخالق يعني أنه يخلق ما يشاء على صورة معينة يختارها سبحانه وتعالى. So المصور the one who gives the forms to the things, and that is clear then the difference between that and الخالق. Al-Khaliq and Al-Musawwir, meaning the creator who then creates and gives the form to what he creates. فَلِهَذَا كَانَتْ هَذِهِ الْأَشْيَاءُ الثَّلَاثَ مِنْ خَصَائِسِ الرَّبِّ So these three then are specifics to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These three are specifics to Allah, these three characteristics, that He is the Creator, the Inventor of all things, and the one who bestows the form upon everything. It is possible to say that in a restricted sense, creation has aspects of that. So do we create? Can humans create? Create. We're saying here Allah is Al-Khaliq. He is the creator. And that is something specific to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Does that mean we cannot create or do we create? If you're going to say we create as well, then what's the meaning of saying Allah is Al-Khaliq and that is specific to Allah? 
So the scholars have mentioned that our creation is only a relative or something restricted. We can create, but only in a restricted sense. If we have some matter, some material, some basis to create from, we can create. So our creation is only really changing one state to another state. That's basically our level of creation. We can change the state of some matter into a different state of matter. They get the plastics and they mold it into the shape of a table. So we created the table, but how? From the raw materials. We changed the state of the raw material, molded it, shaped it into the shape of the table. Our creation is therefore restricted to materials, changing those materials from one form to another. That's our creation. A car, they get all of the raw materials, the metal, the plastic, the glass, put it together, shape it, mold it into a car. Everything the same. Changing raw materials from one state to another. That's all we can do. We cannot create from nothingness. If you have no raw materials, you have no plastic, no metal, no rubber, no nothing. And they say to you, from this nothingness in front of you, make me a car. You cannot. Impossible. Humans can only create with that raw material and that basis to begin with. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His creation is unlimited, unrestricted. Allah creates from nothingness. It was non-existent and Allah brought it into existence. So you see that there is a vast difference when we talk about the creation we can do. Our creation, what we can do, it only means simply changing matter from one to another. Whereas the creation of Allah is unrestricted. Allah creates, brings into existence that which was nothingness to begin with. And that is the same with all of these other characteristics generally. Allah has the absolute kingdom. He has the absolute kingdom. Do we in creation have kingdoms? Absolutely. People are kings and queens. They have kingdoms. So then what does it mean that Allah is the one who has the kingdom? He is the one who has the sovereignty. When humans have kingdoms, again it's restricted only in our sense. In our sense of kingdom, it is restricted in various ways. It is restricted firstly in terms of the actual size and level of the kingdom. Nobody has absolute kingdom. All of our kingdoms that people have on this earth are restricted to a certain level, a certain geographical area, a certain amount of wealth. It is restricted. Nobody has absolute kingdom. So it is restricted in terms of the actual size and level. It is restricted in terms of the time period. A person is a king for 20 years and then he dies. Kingdom gone. 
or he abdicates. He gives up his kingdom. As it has been mentioned in history, that certain kings, they abdicated for whatever reason. Some of them because of marriage. They wanted to marry a particular woman and the constitution would not allow it. So they abdicated, gave up their throne, gave up their kingdom to marry. So our kingdoms are restricted in terms of time. Even if you ruled all of your life, 50 years, 60 years, 80 years, eventually you will die and your kingdom is gone from you, passed on to the next person. So it is restricted in terms of time. It is restricted in terms of geographical area and power. Whereas the kingdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is unrestricted by any of those restrictions. Absolute kingdom. So when we talk about these types of things, then you may find the characteristic in creation, but that characteristic will be severely restricted in creation by various factors like we've just mentioned. Whereas in terms of Allah, it is absolute. So Allah is the creator in the absolute sense. Allah is the inventor of all things in the absolute sense. Bringing about something from non-existence, creating upon no previous example. And Allah is the one who gives the form to everything in the absolute sense. And the Shaykh, he goes on to mention this now and talk about it briefly. He says, فلان خلق كذا أي صنعه بأن هذا الخلق الذي يحدث من الآدمي ليس هو الخلق الذي يكون لله. The creation that occurs from a human is not like the creation that uh, comes from Allah. الخلق الذي يكون لله. The creation of Allah is إيجاد من عدم. Creation, production from nothingness. والخلق الذي يكون للإنسان تخليق وتغيير لشيء مخلوق Whereas the creation of humans is simply changing, adapting matter from one state to another لكن يصنعه على كيفية معينة ومع ذلك فإن فعل العبد مخلوق لله عز وجل فيعود فعل العبد خلقا لله لأن فعل العبد صادر من إرادته وقدرته وتصوره والله سبحانه وتعالى هو الذي خلق ذلك كله And even what we do when we create in our restricted sense then all of that returns back to Allah سبحانه وتعالى Anyway, Allah is the one who gave us the ability to do that He is the one who gave us the intent and the uh, understanding and the physical ability to be able to do these things so all of it returns back to Allah in the overall context anyway. فَيَكُونُ الْخَلْقُ إِذَنْ كُلُّهُ لِلَّهِ So in that sense, all of the creation is, uh, it returns back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, even what we create in our restricted sense, it returns back to Allah, it is the creation of Allah. Then الْبَارِئِ The one who in, the one who, invents all affairs. أيضاً لا أحد يبرأ النسم ويحييها وينشئها إلا الله. Nobody 
brings about this individual, this human. Nobody brings about this individual and gives it life and produces it except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. مَهْمَا كَانَ عِنْدَ النَّاسِ مِنْ قُدْرَةِ فَإِنَّهُمْ لَنْ يَسْتَطِيعُوا أَنْ يَبْرَأُوا النَّسَامَ No matter what abilities humans have, they cannot create a human. They cannot grow a living, working human. They could never do that. They would never be able to create that. وَقَدْ تَحَدَّ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى الْخَلْقَ أَنْ يَخْلُقُوا أَصْغَرَ مَخْلُقَاتِ اللَّهِ And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala challenged the creation to create even the smallest of creation. أَوْ مَا هُوَ مِنْ أَصْغَرِ مَخْلُقَاتِهِ وَأَهْوَنِهَا وَهُوَ الذُّبَابِ Allah challenged the creation, us, to create even the smallest thing a fly. Create a fly. فقال يا أيها الناس ضرب مثل فاستمعوا له. Oh people, an example, a parable has been given. So listen to it. إن الذين تدعون من دون الله لن يخلقوا ذبابا ولو اجتمعوا له. Those whom you call upon besides Allah, they will not create even a fly. Even if all of them got together to try and do it. These others whom you call upon besides Allah, they will not create even a fly, even if all of them got together to try and do it. كُلُّ مَنْ عُبِدَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ وَمَنْ عُبِدَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ فَهُوَ فِي نَظَرِ الْخَلْقِ فَوْقَ رُتْبَةِ الْخَلْقِ All of these other so-called gods, all of these other so-called deities, that are worshipped besides Allah, then they cannot create a thing. And that is why when Ibrahim debated with his people, then one of the arguments he used against them for the idols that they used to worship was the issue of creation. He said, I am innocent of all of these idols, but I only worship illa alladhi meaning khalaqani. He said to them, I don't worship any of your idols. I only worship the one who created me. And that was purposely said, he didn't say I only worship Allah. He said, I only worship the one who created me, i.e. Allah. But why use that phrase? Because their idols could not create. So he purposely made the point, I worship the one who created me. And that was understood by them in between the lines that our deities and idols and all these things cannot create. They did not create us or him or anyone. So that creation cannot be done by us, the creation. فَلَوْ اجْتَمَعُوا لَنْ يَخْلُقُوا ذُبَابًا فَمَنْ دُونَهُمْ مِنَ الْعُبَّادَ الَّذِينَ يَعْبُدُونَهُمْ مِنْ بَابِ أَوْلَى so if these so-called deities and gods cannot make even a fly, then all of their worshippers, these people, obviously cannot either. So nobody besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do that. And in the other ayah, it goes on to say, وَإِن يَسْلُبْهُمُ الذُّبَابُ شَيْئًا لَا يَسْتَنْقِذُوهُ مِنْهُ 
that if a fly came and took something from them, from these so-called deities of yours, a fly came and took something from them, they would not be able to retrieve it. They would not be able to retrieve it. They would not have any ability to do that. In this ayah, Allah says then, that these other deities and gods of yours, they cannot create anything. Even if a fly came and took something from them, they would be unable to retrieve it and get it back from the fly. They have no ability. But what does this ayah mean? How is a fly going to take something from those gods? So Some of the scholars, they gave a scenario for this. So these gods and deities of theirs, they would put upon them fragrances, liquids, atar, fragrances and those types of things. When a fly came and sat on top of one of these so-called gods of theirs, that liquid fragrance like the hitar and those perfumes, when the fly sits on top of this so-called god and then flies away, some of that perfume will have stuck to the, the legs of the fly and it will fly away with it. Will the gods, these so-called gods, be able to get that fly back and take off the perfume back for themselves? So the fly has come and taken some of the perfume off this so-called god, and this so-called God cannot do a thing about it. إِذَنْ الْخَلْقُ وَالْبَرْءُ خَاصٌ بِاللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَ Therefore this inventing and creating, creation in this absolute sense, it is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then there was al-musawwir, forming the creation upon their forms, then that is something again that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do in the absolute sense. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rebuked those people trying to emulate Allah in form, in forming. And that is when Allah mentioned, or in the hadith it mentions, وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ ذَهَبَ يَخْلُقُ كَخَلْقِي Who is more oppressive than the one who goes off trying to create, to form like my formations? And this is a narration the scholars often use in talking about the impermissibility of pictures and drawing and photos and that type of affair because the one who is making a picture of something living it is as though he is trying to recreate the form of the living thing as if to try to compete with the reality of it and that is something they exactly try to do there was a Scandinavian I believe a Scandinavian, I think, from one of the Scandinavian countries. He was an artist. And he did a self 
portrait of himself. This is a true story. He did a self-portrait in the size of a passport photograph. A small mini self-portrait of himself. Painted himself. Passport size photograph. He sent that painting off to renew his passport. And it passed. Nobody in the offices, in their checkings, in their machines could work out that this isn't a photograph. That's how accurate, how precise and how good his painting of himself was. It was done so lifelike that nobody could tell this isn't a photograph. It went, it passed and stamped photo, uh, passport done. It was a painting he'd done. It was on the news that this man was able to beat the systems with this forged photograph. It's essentially a forge. It wasn't a photograph. He had painted himself so accurate, so good on glossy paper, everything but a painting, not a photograph. Painted himself and it passed as a passport photograph. Nobody could tell Nobody spotted this isn't a photograph, it's a painting. That's how accurate it was. Imagine now, a passport photograph. Those small passport photographs. For somebody to paint one so good, so accurate, you look at it and you think, yes, that's a digital photograph from the machine. But actually it's been done with paint and his equipment and his tools. So that's why in the narration it says, who is worse than the one who goes and tries to create like I create, to form as I have formed. And that is what the people who paint real life is what they are trying to do. They are trying to make it look like the real thing. So it is as though that person painting and creating it's as though he's saying, I can do what Allah has done. I can paint for you a lifelike, realistic resemblance of that thing in creation. And that is something which is impermissible. وَمِنَ الْمَعْلُومِ التَّصْوِيرِ خَاصٌ بِاللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلِ لَا يَسْتَطِيعُ الْخَلْقِ أَنْ يُغَيِّرُوا صُورَةً صَوَّرَهَا اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلِ إِلَى أَحْسَنْ وَلَا إِلَى أَسْوَأَ أَبَدًا وَإِنَّمَا يَكُونُ هُنَاكَ كِضَعُ غِيَارِ إِذَا احْتَاجَتْ بعض الصور so the Sheikh says this is something that is something specific, this formation and this creation in this sense, something specific to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that nobody else can do this formation or make it better or worse to what Allah has made it. Allah has made the formation of things upon perfection. And that's again, when you look at the reality and nature and how things are made and how they are created, and the colors they have and how they are made into nature, then it's amazing how they have been made into that and in their environments. The only... Exception to that the Sheikh mentions here now is He gives an example, he says If somebody's nose was cut off and For some reason he had an accident or whatever His nose 
came off or it was cut off or it was taken off for some reason. فَيُمْكِنُ لِلْبَشَرْ أَنْ يُجَمِّعُوا مِنْ بَقِيَّةِ أَجْزَاءِ الْبَدْنِ مَا يُصَوِّرُ فِيهِ هَذَا الْأَنْفِ It is possible to graft the skin and the, the muscle from other parts of the bodies and they form a nose. A nose. They form a nose for the person from grafting skin and muscle from other parts of the body. That kind of thing humans can do. But again, that is forming in the very restricted sense. Absolute formation and creation. It is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لكن التصوير الكامل فلا يمكن أبدا لأحد أن يغير صورة صورها الله إلى حسن أو إلى قبح. Nobody can change the formation of Allah, what Allah has formed in creation to better or worse. Allah has made it upon perfection. يجني على هذا الرجل جناية تغير ملامح وجهه مثلا لكن على أنه تصوير لا يمكن. You may uh, deform somebody, you may uh, mutilate somebody and change their formation, but it's all restricted. You cannot do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does in that sense of the formation of his creation. Here now the Shaykh is going to talk about quite a few issues relating to this third name of Allah, Al-Musawwir, which is about the picture making and the formation of things. And it's going to be all about the topic of picture making. Is it permissible to draw things that have living souls in them? Is it permissible to take photographs? Is it permissible to use video cameras? He's going to talk about all of these topics in the sections coming up now. He says, It is suitable that we talk about picture making in all of its various forms and the ruling upon it. التصوير المجسم Picture making of some bodily entity Some bodily entity إذا كان لحيوان إنسي أو بهيمة فإنه حرام If it is of a human or of an animal A human or an animal It is impermissible حرام and the Shaykh says, I'm pretty sure that is something agreed upon by the scholars. The impermissibility of making pictures, drawings, paintings, etc. All of the various forms of a human or of an animal, impermissible. أو صنع آلة تكون مجوفة ومخططة بحيث إذا وضع فيها عجين أو شبهه انطبع حتى يكون صورة فإن هذا كله حرام ولا يجوز. So it is not permissible for a person to uh, make some object upon the appearance of a human. So for example, uh, what do they call them? The Madame Tussauds things. The waxworks and the statues, those types of things. That's what's meant. Uh, make a type of waxwork of a human. That is impermissible. To make a model of a human. Oh, Surat Bahima, and similarly a waxwork or a model, living model or a size of a model of a living animal, or even smaller, 
And that is agreed upon. So humans and animals, living souls, that is agreed upon. You cannot do it. Whether you do that with your own hand or you have some type of machine like these wax works. They'll have a machine that you fill it up with wax and it comes out with a certain appearance, etc. Even if it's that type of modeling machine that you put the materials into and press the buttons and it comes out with this lifelike waxwork model. Uh, what's those other ones? The uh, huh? That you put clothes on. What's the word? Mannequins. Those types of things, they'll, they'll make them in the machines. They mold in the machines. So whether it's those machines, whether it's with your own hand, you're sculpturing it, painting it, humans, animals, living souls is impermissible. And that the Shaykh says, all of it is haram and agreed upon. So that is talking about physical artwork, as you might want to call it. A waxwork, a model, something physically made, resembling a human or animal, haram. Secondly now, or in one way you could think of it, 3D. So that is a 3D full thing. Secondly, 2D, which is going to be basically paintings and pictures on paper. So paintings and pictures on paper. أَمَّا إِذَا كَانَ التَّصْوِيرِ بِالتَّلْوِينِ يَعْنِي لَيْسَ جِسْمًا يُلْمَسْ وَإِنَّمَا هُوَ لَوْنِ فَقَدْ اِخْتَلَفَ الْعُلَمَا فِيهِ قَدِيمًا وَحَدِيثًا حَتَّى وَإِنْ صُوِّرَ بِالْيَدِ The Sheikh says if it is a picture, artwork, not something physical, not a sculpture, not a model, but on paper, artwork, painting, he says the scholars have differed over this from old to modern times. فَمِنَ الْعُلَمَا مَنْ جَازَ ذَلِكَ أو مَنْ أَجَازَ ذَلِكَ وَقَالْ إِنَّ الْحَدِيثَ الَّذِي رَوَاهُ الْبُخَارِي فِي تَحْرِيمِ التَّصْوِيرِ قَالَ فِيهِ إِلَّا رَقْمًا فِي ثَوْبًا وَالْأَصْلُ أَنَّ الْإِسْتِثْنَاءِ مُتَّصِلْ فَيَكُونُ قَوْلُهُ إِلَّا رَقْمًا فِي ثَوْبٍ مُسْتَثْنَى مِنَ الصُّورَ الْمُحَرَّمَةِ فيكون التصوير لا بأس به فيكون حلالا وهذا ما ذهب إليه بعض أهل العلم من السلف والخلف He says there is an opinion of some scholars that drawing with your hand is not impermissible. And they use the example from the hadith that is in Al-Bukhari and Muslim hadith of Abu Talha radiyallahu anhu where it gives an exception to drawings. That you can't do the drawings etc. Except إِلَّا رَقْمًا فِي ثَوْبَ except that it is some small item on a garment. So this exception, they say, indicates that it is permissible to do. That's the whole point of an exception. Something is haram, but then there is an exception made from it. That exception is the exception to the rule. So they say there is some narrations indicating a, or some degree of an exception to the overall rule. So therefore, perhaps in some instances, there is a permissibility of it, therefore. However, قَالَ بَعْضُ الْعُلَمَاءِ إِنَّ التَّصْوِيرَ الْمُحَرَّمِ هُوَ التَّصْوِيرَ الَّذِي يُقْصَدُ بِهِ أَوْ يُخَافُ مِنْهُ التَّوَصُّلْ إِلَى عِبَادَةِ الصُّورَةِ وَأَنَّمَا لَا يُخْشَى مِنْهُ ذَلِكَ فَلَيْسَ بِهِ بَأْسِ وَاسْتَدَلُّ لِذَلِكَ بِقِصَّةِ الرِّجَالِ الَّذِينَ كَانُوا صَالِحِينَ مِنْ قَوْمِ نُوحِ صُنِعَ لَهُمْ صُوَرْ ثُمَّ عُبِدُوا 
Some scholars, they said, it is only impermissible to draw and paint things with living souls. If it is feared, they will be worshipped afterwards. Like at the time of Nuh, they were created, and then afterwards, after generations, they become, became worshipped. So you have these types of opinions of the scholars. But the Shaykh says, As-Sahih, what is correct, the conclusion here, and what is correct from all of this, أن هذه العلة واهية لكن العلة التي نص عليها الحديث ومن أظلم ممن ذهب يخلق كخلقي تدل على أن من صور سواء لهذا الغرض أو لغيره فإن ذلك حرام He says in the hadith it very simply said the prohibition mentioned who is more oppressive than the one who goes attempting to create like I have created, attempting to form as I have formed, regardless of whether they're going to be worshipped afterwards or not, regardless of any other exceptions, it simply says that the one who tries to form as Allah has formed, tries to create as Allah has created, by making these pictures of living things, then that is the worst in oppression without any justification or reasonings as to why that's happening. So it's an absolute blanket type of prohibition then of living souls. Therefore the conclusion, إِذَنْ مَا كَانَ لَهُ جِسْمُ فَهُوَ حَرَامُ وَمَا لَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ جِسْمُ فَمَحَلُّ خِلَافٍ مِنَ الْعُلَمَةِ لكن الجمهور على خلافه the majority of, well, anything which has a body, living things, then it is impermissible to draw. As for those things which do not have a full physical body, but it's maybe some aspects. Some scholars, like we said, mentioned there is an exception, therefore allowed. But the conclusion here we're coming to is, majority of the scholars have said it is not allowed. So the bottom line would be, Anything with a living soul, it is impermissible to recreate and draw and paint and sculpture in any way. Anything with a living soul, human, animal, then it is impermissible to recreate in whatever form that may be. Uh, he mentions the narration here. وَأَنَّ الْمُرَادِ بِالرَّقْمِ فِي الثَّوْبِ مَا لَمْ يَكُنْ واستدل الجمهور بحديث علي بن أبي طالب رضي الله عنه حين بعث أبا الهياج الأسادي وقال له ألا أبعثك على ما بعثني عليه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم He said to him shall I not send you on the same mission as the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم had sent me upon ألا تدع صورة إلا طمستها ولا قبرا مشرفا إلا سويته do not leave any picture except that you wipe it out. And do not leave any outstanding grave, the tombs and the graves that are above the ground, except that you flatten them. So that narration clearly highlights you must wipe out all pictures of living things. وَاسْتَدَلُّوا أَيْضًا بحديث النمرقة حين جاء النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إلى بيته بيت عائشة 
فَإِذَا فِيهِ نُمْرُقَهُ وَفِيهَا صُورَ فَلَمْ يَدْخُلْ عَلَيْهِ صَلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ وَعُرِفَتِ الْكَرَاهَةِ فِي وَجْهِهِ فَقَالَتْ عَائِشَةَ أَتُوبُ إِلَى اللَّهِ مَاذَا أَذْنَبْتُ قَالْ إِنَّ فَقَالْ إِنَّ أَصْحَابَ هَذِهِ الصُّورِ يُعَذَّبُونَ يُقَالُ لَهُمْ أَحْيُوا مَا خَلَقْتُمْ The scholars also use this evidence to say that it is impermissible to draw anything of a living soul, soul, human or animal. This narration where the Prophet ﷺ saw something of a painting or a picture of a living soul in the house of Aisha radiallahu anha. So he refused to enter. And the uh, lack of approval was apparent upon his face. So Aisha radiallahu anha said, I repent to Allah. What have I done wrong? What have I sinned? What mistake have I made? So then the Prophet ﷺ informed her regarding the images. That the people who make these images, they will be punished. And it will be said to them, Bring to life what you have created. Bring to life what you have painted, made, formed. Bring it to life then. And of course, they will not be able to bring it to life. So this is the correct opinion, the opinion of the Jumhur on the issue, that it is impermissible to draw, to paint, to sculpture anything of a living soul, uh, human or animal. We'll conclude upon that point today. There's uh, quite a lot more to come on this topic yet. And it's an important topic because many people, they fall into it, especially when it comes to the issue of photographs. So we're going to come to the topic of photographs. Is it permissible to take selfies or to take photographs of other people when you go out somewhere? You go out on some tourist location, everybody wants to be there with the smiling faces in the background or the foreground. So is it permissible to use phones and cameras to take photographs? And then there is also videos. What is the ruling on videos? The video function. So that is going to come up, inshallah, next week. So encourage all your other friends and family to attend also from that week. These topics are something which are widespread amongst the people these days. It's a widespread fitna, pictures and photographs and these types of things. So inshallah we'll begin with that next week. We'll conclude upon that for tonight.